Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Amy Allard, across the ocean, living in London. My husband, Warren, and I first met Amy and John when we moved to Austin almost 29 years ago. Warren was teaching the college class at our church, and they were eager and delightful students in the class. Also, they were teaching the Sunday school class of our three-year-old daughter at the time. Amy says, yes, she wore big bows every week. Well, maybe so. Later on, I loved working together with Amy as we helped encourage moms that were involved in campus ministry with crew. She always brings so much joy, enthusiasm, and excellence and encouragement to whatever she does. Listen as you hear Amy talk about her top five talents. And as a reminder, I'll give you a quick explanation of them. Connectedness is her number one talent. These people see naturally, holistically, and they have awareness that everything happens for a reason. They see connections in everything, in people, in ideas, or events. Maximizer, which she'll talk a little bit more in detail about. These people are naturally excellent. They relentlessly pursue excellence in everything they do. They love to see things going from good to great. Strategic, These people are naturally sharp. They can easily see the big picture and they start with the end in mind. Input talent. These people have a large bandwidth for gathering all kinds of information, possessions, or people. They're great researchers. And lastly, her fifth talent is woo, winning people over. They're naturally charming. These people can talk to anyone and draw them out, especially when they're in social settings. Well, as you listen, a little inside scoop. This is a pre-recorded interview that was the first either Amy or I had done. Let me tell you, we had a big learning curve in all kinds of things. You'll be encouraged to hear how Amy is using her strengths as she invests her life in young women and also in her family. At the end, you'll get a little peek about how she's using her maximizer strength during COVID this week of Thanksgiving in another country. Enjoy. Good morning, Amy. So great to talk to you while you're way over the other side of the ocean in London. Good morning, Barbara. This is so fun. I love hearing your voice. Me too. Well, I am so excited for our listeners to get to know you and to learn a little bit more what's so amazing and great about you. I already know that, but this will be fun for our listeners to get to know you. First, tell me a little bit about you, where you are, what you do, a little bit about your family. Yeah, we are currently living in London, England. We've just recently moved from Frankfurt, Germany, and previous to that, we were living in Nairobi, Kenya. But what we do is we work as mobilizers, just helping everyone live more on mission with God. But um, our goal is basically to help everyone find their role in the Great Commission. 
So uh, we have the privilege and joy of getting to work with denominations and leaders and hopefully hoping to change the culture of their churches and organizations to help everyone live more on mission. Um, and about your family? Yeah, I'm, I'm married to John Allert. We've been married 28 years now and have four kids. Uh, one is already married and living in Chicago with his beautiful bride. And we have a daughter at Baylor finishing up this semester. And then we just dropped our third off at the university this last Friday. Um, And luckily, we're so grateful he's in the UK with us. So he'll be in Canterbury studying at the University of Kent. Um, So we're really grateful. He's so close. And then we have one more at home who's 13 and starting um, year nine, which is like eighth grade in America. Um, But yeah, we are so blessed and really grateful that we've gotten to have all these experiences and adventures um, and our kids have gotten to join us in those things. That's so great. I love following you along and seeing just the um, neat experiences that you've had with your family and they're just such lovely people. I love it. Mm, Thanks. I think so too, but I'm biased. (laughs) Well, tell me about your top five talents with um, Strength Finders. Sure. Um, and have to and be what, honest. I, oh, go ahead. And also a little bit, just what your strength journey has looked like as you've oh, gotten sure. to know what those are. Yeah. I actually hadn't looked at them for a while. So it was really kind of cool that you asked me to even think about it because I do think this is a, like a, a sweet season for me as I'm starting to see maybe the end of the road with kids at home and really praying through what this next season would look like for me. So I was really grateful to get to kind of revisit some of this to think about it a little bit more. Um, My top five are connectedness, maximizer, strategic, input, and woo. So I guess just strengths journey, like for me, I think I, I've really struggled, especially when I was younger with wanting, I guess, approval from other people and people pleasing and all of those things. So Initially, when I first started walking with the Lord, it felt a little bit like thinking about my strengths maybe was just building my pride or I was maybe getting my identity or value from those things. So I think I had a long season of just not really thinking about it much. And um, and now over the years, I've definitely seen that, you know, as I've grown more in my um, security and my identity in the Lord and started seeing it more and more as a stewardship issue that he's given me these things. And that says far more about him and his character and goodness than it does about me. Um, And it's been easier for me to see that these things are things I want to invest for him and for his kingdom and for his glory. And so it's um, made it a lot easier to really dig deeper into it and not feel afraid of kind of stumbling into pride over it, but that um, I really want to know how he's wired me so that I can help build the kingdom through those things. Mm, That's great. I love that. Just kind of um, just appreciating just the uniqueness and amazingness, how God has made you. I love that. When you first learned about your talents or I call them talents because they say it's your top five talent until you put effort and energy and use into them. And then they become strengths Mm -hmm. kind of like a little bit what you were talking about. But um, when you first learned what yours were, did you think, Oh, well, 
these aren't that special or maybe not even that great? Or what was your reaction when you learned what your top five talents were? Yeah, I think because of the language, it's such a new way of describing these talents that it seemed a little bit like, what's connectedness? And what is that? Uh You know, like, I don't know, maybe strategic seemed a little bit more uh, uh, tangible to me, but um, some of them, maximizer and input, those kinds of things made me kind of wonder what on earth and is that even useful, you know? Yeah. Um, but the more I've learned about them, it's definitely been something that I do believe describes me. And um, I definitely want to learn more about how I can steward them well. That's great. When did when did you first see glimpses of any of these particular strengths in your life? Like, w- did you see that as a young age, some of these talents? Yeah, I definitely, and this is part of kind of what I've kind of alluded to before, especially Wu was really uh, strong. (laughs) I was always able to kind of charm people or, um, I don't know, it felt a little like maybe the used car salesman aspect of Wu, I guess, maybe (laughs) in a bad way. The worst. (laughs) It was kind of, you know, there's, it's a, there's pros and cons of every strength. And Mm. I think I experienced more of the cons, you know, obviously as an immature child looking for approval and value outside of, um, yeah, kind of outside of myself and, um, wanting to look to that to build my identity and value. So I definitely knew, and maybe the dark side of it, that I could be manipulative or, um, overly concerned about what people thought or get them to kind of, you know, win people over maybe in a, uh, I don't know, not so straightforward way that I wasn't so proud about. So it seemed a little darker when I was younger and it's taken me a long time to see the value of it and how the Lord can really use it for his purposes and, and building his kingdom. Yeah. I love that. Well, would you say that over time, um, that you have like embraced your strengths or what does that look like for you? I think, um, I've heard people say, yeah, the more that we love and appreciate even what our strengths are and step into it, it's like, that's, that's who we are. And that's what gives us energy and joy when we're really, um, living out of what, what we're good at, who we are. And so what does that look like for you? Yeah. I think for me, I'm still learning that. I feel like I'm still in process to figure out what it is that, um, yeah, how I can best use them and, and invest them wisely. But I have, I have grown so much and just feeling like, okay, this is just how I'm wired and how can I, um, use it effectively to lead teams or influence organizations or, um, really think, especially strategic and woo have become very, and I guess even connectedness, being able to kind of see systems and structures and patterns within organizations and within the body of Christ even, and be able to be useful and to be able to see kind of a vision um, for what could be, I think it kind of brings that maximizer thing in to try to um, make everything, whether it's people or systems or structures, the best they can be, um, and using connectedness and strategic um, things and all the input and, and even the woo, all those things kind of work together for me to feel like I'm I'm actually able to be helpful to the organization I'm in, the teams I lead, um, even my family, to be able to be very purposeful in the direction that we're headed as a family, um, as a couple, and as an organization. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's great. We know like you, you referred a little bit to um, your maximizer talent. Maybe some of our listeners don't really know um, exactly what that is. And um, one of the definitions of it is someone that does something they're naturally excellent, that they want to make things exceptional, go from good to great. Um, they relentlessly pursue excellence. And I can see totally how that's a characteristic that you have, um, but also that a person with Maximizer strives to get the most out of every opportunity, every interaction, every moment. And But sometimes they might need to learn that um, you just need to move on. Like this is good enough is good enough is what we've, right. what we've kind of learned over the years that, yeah, I think that is something that I'd never really had seen. I hadn't had the word to describe it, but um, it seems a bit like if we're going to do it, let's do it well. <laughs> if we're going to, right. if we're going to eat dinner, we're going to eat the best food we can. <laughs> if we're just trying to, uh, yeah, it just feels like wanting to um, intentionally make uh, everything that we're investing time, resources, energy in, make it the best it, it can be. And mm-hmm. I think I, I see that most clearly in maybe uh, my discipleship of young women and really just wanting the best for them and being able to see down the road uh, because I'm older and have been a little further down that road to be able to, to want more for them and to be able to help paint a vision and a picture of what that could be and help walk alongside them um, to make that more of a reality. Will you disciple me, Amy? <laughs> You're hilarious. You always disciple me, Barbara. Oh. It's mutual. <laughs> Well, I love that because I think, again, some people might not really understand Maximizer and it is one of my talents too. And I think like any of our talents, sometimes we, we don't even really realize that we're doing that. Like it's just so intuitive to, to want to get more, to do it well, to push others. And Maximizer is a talent that is used. It's like can be a, a mobilizing talent that helps move other people to action too. And I think also even realizing it can intensify every other one of your talents. And I don't know, have you seen that? It's like, it's sort of like your maximizer overlays your other talents and helps them all maybe be on steroids. I don't know oh, how, it, how it might look for someone, but have you seen that? I mean, I, I I love hearing just your examples of how it permeates everything that you do. But can you can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think uh, maybe and maybe I'm spiritualizing it a bit too much, but I think it's it's almost like uh, wanting to to do my best for the Lord in every area, whether it's cooking a meal or throwing a party or discipling a young woman or serving on a, you know, a leadership team that's kind of directional in nature, um, planning a retreat, all of these things feels like I want to, to do my best for the glory of God. And that, um, it does translate into everything. I think of just silly examples like, you know, living overseas where mostly we're, we're living in rental houses and they're not ours in the same way. Like, a home back in the States was, but yet we always leave it better than we found it. And we 
you know, like right now we're in the process of completely redoing the garden with our little old Victorian row house in London. But all our neighbors are like, you know, you're, you're, is just your landlord? <laughs> yeah, you're just a renter. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Is your landlord paying for that? And we're like, no, we just, it's like a, we want to be agents of redemption. And, um, and I think my husband's also probably a maximizer as well. And to, to think about whatever we do, we want to do it well. If we're going to be tenants, we're going to be the best tenants they've ever had. <laughs> um, if we're going to lead a team, we're going to do the best that we can possibly do about loving and caring and leading and guiding our teams. And so um, it feels just more like a stewardship issue and maybe a maximizer sees maybe all of the world in that sense of I'm a steward of these things God's given me and I want to do it the best I can. And I want to leverage all of these things for his glory. Wow. That's so great. Um, I would love to just hear story after story of ways that you've used this talent and even your other ones, but can you, can you think of a um, example maybe or time? Well, even just how it, your talent has blessed other people when you're using it, or you've seen other people experience the benefit of that. I know you kind of referred to that with your, with your landlord, like as you're envisioning what that is, but do you have any other um, experiences yeah. that mind of like, wow, those people, they, they got the benefit of me and my maximizer, even though you don't want to sound like you're bragging, I but know. it's like, it's so awkward. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. Uh, I don't, yeah. And I guess it's hard to even, it's been hard to even think about it that way. But, um, and I think, uh, you know, as you and I were talking in preparation for this, you were, you were kind of describing gifts as things that just seem normal to everyone else. And, um, and I mean, normal to me and maybe not to everybody else. And, um, and so I guess maximizer is one of those things that kind of just layers, it's just, layered on top of the way I see life or, or do life or the way God's wired me. And, um, it feels like, you know, with being strategic and, um, seeing the connectedness of things and really valuing input, I feel like all of those things, like maximizer just helps me do all of those things better. Like if I'm going to be strategic, I'm going to, um, do it really well. And I'm going to, Um, I think what ends up happening is that um, I end up having a lot more maybe responsibility or influence than I feel like I deserve. (laughs) And so Uh um, I think I've I've become grateful that it seems to open doors for the gospel. It opens doors for relationships. Um, It opened doors for influence in ministry and for the kingdom. And that's um, incredibly valuable. And that, um, has made me very grateful. Wow. That's great. Well, I know this is a little, um, side, maybe not sidebar, but I know that I've experienced just your maximizer in your home or like when you host events, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like even just your mindset (laughs) when you know you're going to have a, have people over or have a party, like yeah, your maximizer totally (laughs) overlays that. So let our listeners know what that looks like for you. Okay. Uh, well, my kids definitely describe me as extra, so I'll just say that extra, there's a right. different way of uh, maybe experiencing it. Um, but yeah, I think 
one of the things that I, I've just been talking, the girl, I have a lot of younger single girls on my team. And, um, you know, of course they're always watching me and how I'm doing life. And, uh, or asking me why my food is always so good. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. And I told them, honestly, I pray over every meal that the Lord would use this to really, uh, care for people, that there would be a tenderness and a warmth and a love that they're experiencing that really is from the Lord when they're in our home. And we've used it to, um, to really care for people on in deep ways. And even though it seems like it's just food, it's really not when it's in the hands of the Lord. And so um, I think when I'm throwing a party or I think of the engagement party we threw for Drew and his uh, sweet wife, Jesse, that um, my prayer really was that they would feel so loved and so celebrated. And when you're starting from that, that vantage point, then everything seems to come just easily out of that. So then it's, you know, Jesse is uh, gluten-free. So the first thing I thought of was I want her to be able to eat everything at her party (laughs) (laughs) and to plan it that that way and to think, you know, what are things that they would love that would um, help them feel celebrated? And so it's not just a party anymore. It's an instrument of love. It's an instrument of God's grace. It's an it's a way, it's a tool in the hands of the Lord for them to feel loved and cared for and experience who he is and his care for them. And so it, it makes everything easy. So I loved, it doesn't seem like work. It becomes a, an act of worship and an act of mm-hmm. sacrifice. And so, um, they talk about that party as like the best party they've ever been to. And it really, oh, and it was so great. Well, and it wasn't cause like I threw this great party, but I really feel like the Lord honored our heart in it. And he honored the investment that we wanted to make in that relationship. Living abroad keeps us, um, yeah, we're, we're so distant and we don't have the opportunities to show them our love and affection on a daily basis, the same way we would if we lived in the same place. So, God in his mm. kindness allowed us this opportunity that he really blessed. And mm. so, yeah, maybe it was extra. I think I made like 30 flavors of paletas, these little wow. <laughs> Mexican popsicles. But um, That's awesome. But it was just a fun expression of our love and the extravagance of the Lord and his loving care for us. Mm. That is so, so encouraging. I love that story. Well, um. When I think about someone that is when they're using all of their top five talents to their fullest potential can be said that like they're really being their very best self. And I know when I see people like in their element, it is just so fascinating and encouraging to me. You could say maybe it's like a shining moment, like what they were made for. Um, I think, you know, that's really what we all long for to have more moments in our day, in our job, with our family, like being our very best self. Mm. Can you tell me about a time when you felt like you experiencing that, when you experienced that? And again, it's, it's yeah. not to be braggy, but it's like, I, I think we all really want to be the person that God created us. And when we're yeah. using our gifts and talents, it's like such a joy. So do, is there anything that comes to your mind on that? Yeah, I think, Recently, um, 
you know, John and I've been married a long time and, um, you definitely have done marriage wrong and we've done a lot of things right. And because of that, um, we're often sought out for counsel and recently we were just approached by some, some people struggling in their marriage and were able, was able to really think, use maybe all of those gifts. It was a person that I really hadn't met before. I didn't know much about. And this wife didn't know me and we're meeting over zoom and she's, um, you know, expected to kind of bear her soul and the deepest parts of herself and the pain that she's experienced in her marriage. But, um, being able to have woo and to be able to be able to win her over through our conversation and build trust and help her feel safe so that she could share those things with me. And then being able to think, uh, strategically be able to draw from the, all of the, the wisdom that I've gleaned over the years from many much more wise people than myself kind of through input and then using connectedness to kind of see some patterns and some issues in her marriage that she wasn't able to see herself. Um, and then at the end of that conversation, it was like two hours on zoom, but for her to say, you know, I've, I've learned more in the last hour and a half about myself and my sin than I have in two years of counseling Mm. to be able to just be so grateful to the Lord for just the gift of that. And at the beginning, before I got on the, the call with her, just my prayer was God, give me what she needs. And, and he did that. And that's completely his power and his goodness and his kindness. But when I also got off the phone, I realized that prayer was answered for her years ago when God made me the way he, what he did. Yeah. And then that was not anything about me or my value, but his goodness and his kindness that he's made me in this way. He's, he's given me everything I, that, that she needed everything I needed to give her. He gave me, and I was able to do that because of his goodness. And so I think that's, those are the moments that I feel so grateful that the Lord has wired me the way he is because I can be helpful and I can be useful and there's nothing that gives me more joy. Mm, gosh, that's an amazing story. Thank you, Amy. I know I just think of just what a gift and treasure you were and even are continuing to be in this woman's life because of just how God has made you and your, um, desire to be available for him in the ways that that are easy for you to be. So that's really exciting. Well, um, what would you like to tell our listeners who may have the talent of Maximizer? Um, just <laughs> something that would be helpful. Maybe they know someone that has Maximizer, or maybe they're just trying to even understand it, or they might have it themselves. Is there anything else you'd like to to tell our listeners to help them understand and appreciate this talent a little bit more? Yeah, I think maybe just kind of going back to what we were saying before about it being an issue issue of stewardship a little bit more than one of perfectionism or Mm. one of, um, yeah, not settling for, for less because there's some kind of value or striving that you're trying to achieve through it. But that, if my heart really is one of a uh, kind of sacrifice to the Lord, that these are things I'm putting on the altar because of my worship of him, then it's easier to be, take my lead from him 
to know when good enough is good enough. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. if I'm, if my value and significance isn't tied to it and it's all about him and his glory, then it's easier for me to know when I've done what he's required me to do and to be able to rest in that and, um, and to feel the freedom of that. And that I think is uh, maybe something important for people with Maximizer to remember. Yeah, that is a good reminder. My family would like me to stop sometimes <laughs> <laughs> in the area. Oh, Barbara. So. Set the table just right, please. Oh. Um, well, one last question. Um, what has been something recently that has brought you joy or made you smile? Oh, gosh. Um, there's so much. We've just moved to London and... Uh, I think people who move to a new place and go through transition will tell you there's kind of a little honeymoon period that goes on normally. Some places I've lived, I didn't ever have a honeymoon period, but (laughs) they shall remain nameless. But this one, I feel like I, I really am kind of, it feels like this kind of giddy falling in love with our neighborhood type of thing and just walking around and um, soaking in kind of all this, history, uh, that's everywhere around me right now. That's given me so much joy. Um, but I think even just beyond that, being in a place where there's such a rich heritage, um, you know, serving Mm -hmm. as missionaries overseas, we don't always have the privilege of living in a place that can boast that it did send missionaries, that there are a lot of great, uh, people that, you know, uh, founders of our faiths that are from here and, that they're, they've left a legacy here, even if, you know, to some degree, maybe it feels like an echo, but there's just a rich uh, spiritual heritage and walking around and seeing churches everywhere, um, seeing, you know, my daughter's school is named Christ's, um, and it's a public school. (laughs) Wow. And it was founded in the 1700s and it has like, a chaplain and they all go to chapel and it's a public school. <laughs> it's, That's awesome. So, I know. So yeah, I know a lot of it is probably still empty and you know, whatever, but um, it, but it, the fact that God has been at work in this place at one time and, and still is, is such a joy to me and to kind of get, experience that has been really fun. So just walking around and seeing crosses everywhere and saying yeah. whatever here and, you know, Whatever. They speak English. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. That is. Are you going to start day. having an accent soon? Oh, I am well past that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if I was younger, I think there's hope for Lane, but yeah, no, I'm too old to, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, this has been such a treat to talk with you, Amy, and I hope that Warren and I can come get on a plane and come see y'all mm, very soon. So great. See your world. And I appreciate you just thinking about these things and letting our listeners understand a little bit more about, especially Maximizer, but um, just get a glimpse into your life and your stewardship of your life that you do so well. Oh. So thank you so much. And Hi, Amy. I have one last question for you. Now that it's Thanksgiving week, a little bit later than when we first recorded, <laughs> yeah. I would love... I would love for you to share how your maximizer is showing up during COVID, during lockdown, during this Thanksgiving week. What does that look like for you and your family? 
Yeah, I you asked me this, um, I guess, uh, a couple days ago, and I thought, I don't think it can. I'm in lockdown. I have no friends. I can't. There's there's oh. no way to maximize Thanksgiving right now. My son from it's in college here can't even come home um, for for Thanksgiving. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, it's still there. It's still. <laughs> yes, um, I've been thinking about it for a, a while, and mainly just because I think I've learned some pretty um, important things living abroad the last seven years, Um, just how important these kinds of holidays and events really are for cross-cultural workers. And um, especially when our first couple of years in Nairobi, when we we just felt like we were on the other side of the planet, it was hard to even find a turkey. Where do you get a turkey in Africa? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it was all of that, that was thing. challenging. It was so, you know, but to, to realize those were things that were so important. And I think where it came out or the maximizer thing came out was really like, let's be really intentional about this and let's, um, make the most of it. And if we're going to do Thanksgiving, we're going to try to make it as normal as possible. And, um, and what ended up happening for the whole team, even the ones that maybe weren't even as like, Oh, it's Thanksgiving. It's no big deal. Afterwards, they hadn't realized how much their souls and their emotions really needed that, that sense of normalcy and a reminder of who they are, their identity. It kind of centered them again a bit in a way. And, those aren't, those aren't things you really think about when you just think about, you know, Thanksgiving. Um, but from then on, I've just kind of used all of these things like Thanksgiving, birthdays, Christmas. Um, yeah, any excuse we can for celebrating and just a reminder of um, just being being thankful, being um, being as blessed as we are. So I've been, for Thanksgiving this year, I've been picking up leaves from our neighborhood. <laughs> I've oh. been growing up and living in Texas my whole life. Fall is like, you know, if we have it at all. Barely happens. You know, it's not really a thing in Austin. <laughs> so um, being able to walk around and see these beautiful trees and the leaves falling. And um, so I've been picking them up and saving them for the last couple weeks even. So I've got some from Oxford Circus and off the big, they're huge. They're as big as my head, these big sycamore leaves. And then oh, wow. beautiful uh, red maple leaves. So I'll use the sycamore ones for um, writing in gold Sharpie, you know, little place cards on people's plates and those kinds of things. And then use the other ones around the table. But so I have been thinking about it and how to make it special and had the order for the turkey in for a long time. But I think my goal more than anything is like, let's just remember (laughs) again who we are. And it's easy to lose sight of that when you are uh, holed up in a house for weeks on end um, in lockdown in the middle of a pandemic, which is our reality right now. So, um, and then also as an opportunity as a mom to really lead my children well into Thanksgiving to know that, yeah, this has not been a great year. We all, we get that. We're all in the same place. Yeah. But there is always something to be grateful for. And um, the very fact that we're here and that we have breath in our lungs is something to be thankful for right now and in a, in a way that maybe we've never thought about before. So um, to be able to lead our kids well in that, um, I'm looking forward to that as a mom as well to kind of really um, – as it will be really simple. Uh, normally we have a really big Thanksgiving. 
um, with, you know, dozens and dozens of people. And now it'll be three. It'll be John and Lane and I, and uh, want to take that opportunity to make it really focused on the Lord and really the things that we've been blessed with and to really draw us into worship and to draw us into gratitude in a way that we might not ever have the opportunity to do again. Yeah, I bet that'll be really special. Just the connection between y'all, even just in a different day. And like, it sounds like the table will be just so beautiful. and <laughs> It'll at least have leaves. <laughs> yeah, it's so significant because I think just all those touches really help provide the atmosphere. And like you say, even though it's not with all the people that you're used to, but just y'all being able to appreciate each other. And I'm sure you'll be talking to your other people. And yeah. And we have started, we've really been praying about our neighbors. We don't have the language barrier that we had, or even the cultural barrier that we had in Germany. So we've already been able to really reach out to our neighbors, um, even during the pandemic. And I'm going to be dropping off uh, little mini pies um, because everybody overseas, no one tells you this as an American, everyone is fascinated by American Thanksgiving. And it's like every foreigner's oh. goal to be, you know, to, to be, be invited in something. Yeah. yeah, to be invited to an American Thanksgiving. So they can't come this year. Otherwise, we would invite them. But I'm going to drop off little pies to our neighbors and tell them that we're thankful for them and things like that, that, um, that are little opportunities that we can use use overseas um, and definitely in, in America as well to be able to be light in a dark place and hope in a dark year. And Thanksgiving is one of those. It's easy to to have a reason for the hope that's in us um, when we have the hope that comes from the Lord, even in this year. Yeah. Well, that's, that's so encouraging. I just love just you painting the picture of what that means of how you're really taking advantage of the principles that you already know, but um, even like, like we're talking about maximizing what that is with your food and your connections and all the touches to make it so special. Yeah. So it, it helps. It really does. Yeah. Well, Amy, thanks again so much. This has been such a fun time just to talk with you and just unpack these different things, these top five strengths that you have, but even kind of get a little glimpse of your world right now during this um, Thanksgiving week. So thank you so much for um, making time to to chat with me. My pleasure, Barbara. Any chance to talk with you? Oh, well, it's been great. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks. You too, Barbara. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at Barbara Colwell. C-U-L-W-E-L-L dot com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.